welcome to day 239 of Shaped by the Word. Uh, we are in our third season together, uh, the story of the prophets. Uh, this week we're doing Lamentations, which if you're looking in a Hebrew Bible, wouldn't be grouped with the prophets, it'd be grouped in the, in the writings. Uh, it is more in character like the Psalms, it is a, it is a lament. Uh, however, in our English Bibles or in the uh, Greek Bibles, it is placed with uh, Jeremiah because this feels like Jeremiah, even though in no place does it say Jeremiah is the author, it does pick up on the themes of Jeremiah's prophecy, and Jeremiah is the most likely author of this. I'm Paul here with Cindy, David, and Matt as uh, we continue to read. And just to prepare you for how we read, uh, Lamentations is divided up into five poems. Uh, they're all acrostic poems you know, gathered around the you know 22 letters of the Hebrew alphabet. Uh, the middle one, which we read today, we'll read in three sections on uh, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday of this week, um, triples uh, the other poems in its length. And so instead of having single verses, it has three verses per letter, and it becomes the theological heart. So if you're outlining in Hebrew, usually you move from the outside to the middle, and we find ourselves in the middle, and you're going to find some of the deepest theological truths coming in tomorrow as we read the actual middle of this poem. A lament is just an honest expression of the grief that someone is experiencing under great difficulty. And so there's honest, hard-edged language that you will find in these laments that are sometimes a bit shocking to us. Uh, but the refreshing thing about a lament is that it invites our honesty and our distress to be expressed to God and to be resolved in God. And so that's part of what we see in the laments in the psalm, and we'll also see that this week in lament in Lamentations in the uh, five laments that are part of this. So before we read, as always, uh, we realize what a wonderful gift it is, an, an invitation that the Lord has given us to come before Him, to be honest about our feelings and to resolve our feelings in Him and, and to look to Him, you know, for help in spite of our circumstances. So as we prepare to read, uh, we want to see God. We want our hearts to be moved by God. We want uh, to be transformed in His image and to live according to His grace. So before we read, as always, we offer ourselves this moment to the Lord. Uh, Cindy, do you mind lifting us up no. uh, before we read? Don't mind. Father, thank you for this time, and we thank you for your word. And we would pray that as we sit here with these words uh, this day, Lord, that you would, by your spirit, use them in our hearts. Um, Father, thank you for the gift of um, your presence with us through your words. And so we thank you for this time. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Lamentations chapter 3. I am the man who has seen affliction by the rod of the Lord's wrath. He has driven me away and made me walk in darkness rather than light. Indeed, he has turned his hand against me again and again all day long. He's made my skin and my flesh grow old and has broken my bones. He has besieged me and surrounded me with bitterness and hardship. He has made me dwell in darkness like those long dead. He has walled me in so that I cannot escape. He's weighed me down with chains. Even when I call out or cry for help, he shuts out my prayer. He has barred my way and with blocks of stone. He has made my paths crooked. Like a bear lying in wait, like a lion in hiding, he dragged me from the path and he mangled me and left me without help. He drew his bow and made me the target for his arrows. He pierced my heart with arrows from his quiver. 
I became a laughing stock of all my people. They mocked me in song all day long. He has filled me with bitter herbs and given me gall to drink. He's broken my teeth in gravel. He has trampled me in the dust. I am deprived of peace. I've forgotten what prosperity is. So I say my splendor is gone and all that I hope from the Lord. Uh, the language here, of course, is incredibly graphic, even to the point of teeth you know, being crushed as if eating you know, gravel. And, of course, these are, you know, not necessarily the personal experiences of, you know, the writer, you know, be it, you know, Jeremiah, but this is how it feels in the moment. And when he's faced by his enemies, when he's faced to the judgment of Israel and he's expressing from a deep place, you know, what it feels like. And, of course, you know, God is not a place where he is shut out or walled away the prayers of Jeremiah. But sometimes our prayers feel like they're getting nowhere. And so when you go to lament, that's that's kind of what it does. It puts you in the middle of grief and express is in very human language what that grief feels like. Mm-hmm. And it'd be hard to, uh, you know, gather a more, you know, a more graphic you know, description of grief than you know, what you, you see here. A lot of the language is borrowed from, uh, you know, David himself and mm-hmm. comes from the Psalms. And uh, will be repeated in Christ. You've given me gall to drink, as mm. directly, you know, from the Psalms. So he's also borrowing from the experiences of other righteous, you know, sufferers, uh, you know, in the pattern of the Old Testament. When we see just how devastating the destruction and exile of Judah, you know, really was that you get those promises long ago that I'll bring you into a land flowing with milk and honey. You know, you'll be a blessing to the other nations and and. And now this kind of a great reversal is they're reaping, you know, what they've sowed that they've they've sinned against the Lord. They've been a disobedient, wayward people, and now the Lord's judgment has come upon them. I mean, the, the imagery is is so striking. You know, just the the complete destruction, the mourning, the weeping, the the agony. You you almost feel with this man, you know, who this whoever this is, just the despair, and you know that that has come about. And, and we're probably being a little dramatic when we do, but all of these are things, you know, that you know, you know that we have felt. Mm-hmm. You know, we felt the sting of the enemy. Felt like people were laughing at us. Felt like our um, prayers were going nowhere. Felt like you know, there's one arrow and one wound after another, and that even the Lord, you know, has turned against us. So it's you know, largely you know, a description of those. You know, one thing we'll probably want to keep in mind all week is you know, Exodus 34 that our Lord is gracious and compassionate, slow to anger, abounding in love. He forgives sins and is willing to forgive, but He will not leave sins unpunished, as Matthew, you know, just talked about. And, and so you have this sense, you know, of the people of Israel experiencing God's judgment, and you have this one man who is clinging to God, experiencing it from a very personal level, and, and this is the hard feeling of someone going through great difficulty. And, and we can all relate to that. Mm-hmm. Along with that, um, just how much it even feels like, um, you know, what would feel like even depression, um, the darkness, the feeling long dead, walled in, can't escape, weighted down. I mean, I just feel like obviously he is suffering. Yes, and with the, that, it's the depth of human the emotion. emotion. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. You have to appreciate. And you mentioned a little bit earlier, but yeah, the the verse 15 here when he's filled with bitter herbs and given gall to drink is that scene of Christ you know, on the cross and they mix the wine with the gall and he does take a sip but then you know refuses to drink it and so even then 
the suffering of Christ, do you see some of the shared language here and, and be reminded that even that suffering, well, this, some of it, you know, but Christ suffering in our place and the agony of that and how it does mix so well with a lot of the, the human agony we feel in the well, that, world. It's an interesting, you know, it's an interesting phrase to borrow from David and then also to take forward, mm-hmm. you know, to Christ. And of course, we often talk about this when we come to the Lord's table, that there is a bitter cup uh, that we drink because of our sin, which is God's judgment and a joyful cup we drink because of Christ's victory over our sin Mm -hmm. and it's just the bitterness and the gall you know that you find in that and it's it's a phrase that you'll find repeated you know in the section you know as 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 well Mm -hmm. you know it's unfortunate that we did stop halfway through because there is a we are moving towards hope you know and, Mm -hmm. and and i think even what lamentations does so well is it does give us that language to to mourn our sin, to mourn the devastation that we see around us and the mm-hmm. brokenness. But part of that lamenting is is not to always just stay, you know, in a state of despair, but to see glimpses of hope even in the midst of our despair. And I mean, so he's even able to say, "I'm a man who's seen affliction by the rod of the Lord's wrath." Mm-hmm. So I say, "My splendor is gone, and all that I had hoped from the Lord." And those are. Those are strong statements, and yet he knows that, that there is still glimmers of hope. And I mean, that's what we have in the gospel as well, and not just glimmers, but no. but a bursting of hope. And, and of course, you know, the uh, and the lament, you know, uh, gives us a holy way to vent. Uh, you know, in um, Psalm seventy three, Asaph begins to vent a little bit, and he said, "If I'd done this, you know, in front of the congregation of your people, I would have disqualified your people." And uh, sometimes we take our bitterness and gall to places we shouldn't, mm-hmm. uh, but we take our bitterness and our gall before the Lord and resolve it in the Lord as a as a pattern of you know of holy venting. Mm-hmm. You know, God can you know God can take our honest emotion, even if our thoughts are misguided, you know, at the point, and and bring them back you know to the hope that we have in Him, mm-hmm. and uh, we will see you know uh, the hope in tomorrow's middle section, and then we'll go to chapter four and then chapter five, and we'll get. Uh, again, move away from, you know, away from hope. But the center of, uh, you know, the laments are, is hope. And um, David, do you mind closing us, you know, with a word of prayer? No, let's pray. And Father, we do thank you that even in our despair and even in the tragic, tragic things we experience here, that we are a people who have not been left without hope, but you have given us great hope in your son. Mm-hmm. Um, may that be press deep into our hearts, um, help us to believe in that hope, even in difficult days. Uh, we ask that you would give us uh, that grace and that strength. We pray us all in, in the wonderful name of Jesus. Amen. Amen.